distant future of 1997, only one podcast is taking it to the streets. Streets. This is the Pod People, and I'm Chris Hansen. Oh no. <laughs> Why don't you take a seat? <laughs> I'm not going next. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm uh, Ben Sheets, and uh, in the words of Young Thug, I'm a save her, yes, like Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I was already oh. planning on using that song as the outro music. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> oh, perfect. We're in sync. Who are you? Um, well, if what we're, are you doing here? If we're in, if we're in sync, I guess I'm uh, uh, the, the that one Timberlake man. I'm, uh, no, no. Uh, hello, I'm Tim, Timberlake man. Timberlake man. <laughs> Justin Timberlands, I think is his name. Anyway, no. Um, hello, I'm uh, Cleveland Mosier, and I'm just stuck. I'm really trying to decide which giant cartoonish gun to take out of the trunk of my car. Maybe you guys can help me figure out which one. Well, I think the one with the biggest scope is the is the obvious choice mm, for a pistol. Yeah, yeah, I'm, of course. Mm-hmm. I only see pistols here. Yes, yeah, only pistols. <laughs> only pistols, but big ones, of varied sizes, but all big. Speaking of all big, we went all big tonight. We went all big. Yeah. The year of the sequel continues. We're officially in quarter two of twenty twenty two. Cleveland picked this film for us, and uh, Cleveland chose. The 1990 sequel, Predator 2. Fuck yeah, I did. Oh my god. I'm so glad I did. We blast the past of the future's past. Of 1997. Oh yeah. The distant future. Or the not so distant future of 1997. The dystopian future of 1997. The Predator's back and he's taking it to the streets. Predator. To the streets. Predator to the streets. Uh, Step th- up to the predator to streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this uh, this this uh, sequel came out uh, about three years after the original. It is uh, not directed by John McTiernan, uh, very obviously. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, this is directed by uh, a guy named Stephen Hopkins, um, who uh, has not done a whole lot of note, but the movie he did right before this uh, was Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. Okay. Which came okay. out in, in 1989. So he's riding hot off of the fifth installment of Never <laughs> Elm Street. Wow. And they said, hey, you want to make Predator 2? And he said, yeah. And he did. And, he did. And they said, what if the Predator was in the city? The From concrete the jungle. Concrete the concrete jungle. jungle, which is not, apparently, the title of this film. No. Which has always confused me. We've brought it up in the past that I, I, for the longest time, I think actually you caught me on it on the last Predator podcast. If I, I could be misremembering. Yeah, but. Well, th- your confusion is for a good reason because there was a, a video game that came out in the early 2000s for PS2, I think, <laughs> called Predator Concrete Jungle, in which you play the Predator in the city. So uh, the the confusion makes sense. Yeah. 
Concrete Jungle is not the subtitle of this movie, though. No, but but you, it might as well be. It might as well be. I That's can, a big point. Yeah, I can just imagine Joel Silver sitting at, like, a fancy restaurant and grabbing a pen and writing on a napkin, Concrete Jungle, question mark. Mm-hmm. And then dollar signs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And frankly, <laughs> well, they were right. Well... You know, I, I don't I don't know how much money this movie made. Uh, I do know that it was uh, not well received when it Damn. came out. Uh, even still, it has a pretty bad score on Rotten Tomatoes, like in the low 40s, I think. I've always heard like it's mid or it doesn't compare to the original. Well, I've always do- heard that it doesn't compare to the original. Yeah. It's yeah. not it's not a fair comparison. Um, I think this movie is great, but it is a bad movie yes i think i think this movie is totally a victim of the original's legacy like yeah (laughs) if this was the first movie that Mm. they put out people would herald it as a cult classic i agree but the fact that like the original is such a classic of the action genre and arnie has so much charisma like yeah Yeah. it's not going to compare one of the interesting things with this one is they take all the the buff boys from the first one and replace them with uh, character actors in this yeah. one. Mm. Yeah, we've got. Uh, well, I mean, the lead is is Danny Glover, mm-hmm. um, and then we've also uh, got Gary Busey reuniting with Danny Glover after Lethal Weapon. Um, and uh, I had totally forgotten that Bill Paxton is in this Bill movie. Bill fucking Paxton. Uh, in, His name keeps coming up. In true hammiest form. Oh, He yeah. is um, chewing the scenery. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Nibbling it up. I think when we talked about the first one, the original Predator, we talked about something that like makes it special is that it's smart people making a dumb guy movie. And uh, this movie mm. is is uh, dumb people making like a, a dumb, dumb guy, guy movie. movie. Yeah, you're so right. You're there's, so right. There's so much good shit in this movie, oh, but I think a lot of it is great for reasons different than the intent of the film. Um, I think there's a lot of great set pieces in this movie. I think the direction is pretty bad. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel like yes, there's... It has a problem of being a little unfocused. Like, it has a lot of great set pieces, but there's not a sort of clarity of focus as right. much as the first. Yeah, in the first film, I mean, Arnold is just like a, like this like glowing beacon of light, metaphorically, like as a central focus. Yeah. Um, the whole film revolves around him. Um, and well, and it's got a, it's got a very simple premise too, right? Yep. Like special forces team dropped in the jungle to extract a person. They run into an alien creature that is uh, smarter, stronger, and more technologically advanced than them. They have to try to escape. Whereas this is like most of the movie it presents itself like a sort of like hard-boiled detective film. Yeah. You know, there the Danny Glover is a cop. He's on the trail of the predator. Who is this guy? You know, he kills his partner. He's made it personal now. He, there's lots of investigating and policing and kicking in doors Which and shit. It's funny because like the investigating and policing is just like them showing up to the aftermath and being like, "Damn, I wonder what's blowing holes in people." Right. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Like, it's like, there's no, like, yeah, I could, like, they find the, 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 the little tuning fork that he fires at people. You there's, know, a, like, there's no real, there's no real detectiving, but the film, yeah. the film acts as though there, there is. There is. Absolutely. It's like, there is, like, an investigation, you know, they're, like, trying to find clues and track down this, like, mysterious killer who's, mm-hmm. like, one step ahead of them. But there's no, you like, know? there's no, like, uh, like, fun crime logic to it by no, any no, no. I mean, they don't, yeah. they don't do, they don't do any detectiving to, like, find the predator. The predator always just shows up wherever mm-hmm. they are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this shit makes, like, like even, like, some Batman look like, like, like proper detective crime novels. It makes, the, it makes Batman look like the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, holy shit. Um, it's like uh, so many scenes in this movie is, like, the predator shows up. It's like, why, why is the predator here right now? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Especially like the the train is the biggest one for yeah. me. They do explain it, but it's not a good explanation. They're like, oh yeah, he, he he came because there were a lot of guns on the train. But the train also sets up that everybody, okay. like everybody in L.A. is armed. So like literally every, like all the people on the train, they all have guns. Right. So the predator kills anybody who like has a weapon but then everybody in LA has a weapon because you know this is we we have to set the scene this is the the movie came out in 1990 but it's set in 1997 LA is uh has been taken over by gangs there's shootouts in the streets everywhere rival gangs the cops can't control the situation it's hot it's 109 degrees it's sweltering you know it's the ideal like right wing dystopia like it's it's judge dread shit there's so much crime in the streets all of the the riffraff you know and the trash have to be like like murdered on site police states are the ideal on the tv they literally refer to the criminals as street drug trash yeah Yeah. what the fuck (laughs) wild they've got to turn la into the jungle right you know it's savage Mm -hmm. and they, they there's like constant use of like um I'd say at times borderline problematic, like uh, sort of tribal oh, uh, stereotypes. I would say I would say we we, we go well over the line uh, in this movie several times, but oh, it's because like the, the oh. two the two like big oh man the, the, like two big gangs like one of them is like the Colombians, but then like the big one or uh, the Jamaican voodoo posse. Yeah, like all King of these Willie guys. The Jamaican yeah. King Willie. King Willie and the Jamaican voodoo posse, like all of the henchmen have like they're like all dreadlocked up they're all smoking comically large <laughs> joints constantly they're wearing like top hats and shit and like, actively practice voodoo and, and practicing voodoo like it's not just yeah. a theme for them like they are like religiously like and it's not like actual like voodoo in any capacity like it is just the it's just tribal shit you yeah. know like painting blood on people and like using ceremonial daggers to cut people's hearts out yeah shit, like, like like there's a there's a sequence that like looks like it's in temple of doom Mm -hmm. like it's it's outrageous and it doesn't help that uh it doesn't help incredible uh or rather it does help that uh a large part of the score is just bongos yep (laughs) uh i I noticed that this is a an alan silvestri score um he did do the score for the original predator he i mean he's he's done so much shit he did like 
He's in like all of Robert Zemeckis's movies, Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. He's done like all the the scores for like all the Avengers movies. Like Alan Silvestri is like a big American composer, uh, but he really was able to just in this movie just be like, eh, bongos. It's a jungle, <laughs> right, baby? <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I kind of love it though. Like it's yeah, it's, it's concrete yeah, jungle. Yeah, like it's, it's the really fun. Yeah, like uh, the the aesthetic of it is great, and like I think they do get away with a little bit of it because not I, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna give it all a free pass or whatever. But frankly, it's not my fucking place, you know. No. But like uh, I think they do get away with some of it because. Um, because it is set in like the distant future or the near future, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not set in present day, so it's not saying like, oh, it's MS thirteen, well, whatever. But I mean, they are though. Like, yeah. I mean, there's there's no there's absolutely zero question. I mean, that's but, one thing I'm glad they didn't do is just make them all Mexicans. Yeah. Like that would have been way worse, honestly, in my opinion, if they were all like cholos with. Yeah bandanas and stuff like that would have just been but a like, little the, yeah the the opener with like the colombian cartel is pretty much yeah like it's it's yeah. campy and over it's the campy, top yeah yeah i I'd, I'd say they with that stuff they kind of toe the line a little bit yeah i think i think they get away with it for it's a movie when, for when the like, movie was made. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a movie, and I I'm gonna leave it at, like beyond that. Like I'm not I'm just not the person to like you know get no. up in arms or whatever about that kind of thing. But like to me, like I I do find the whole thing really fucking funny because because of yes. just like how how like like hard right fantasy it is. Like that's that's funny as shit to me. And the and fact that, that everyone is armed and the predator is going after anyone who's armed is kind of just like everybody silly has. to me yeah. oh yeah let's break it you know, let's I'm break it down all the dumb shit like this happening in the the 92 riots in LA and predator is just hanging out on, yeah just on standing top of the, just standing on street corners just like <laughs> stabbing anybody who runs yeah. by yeah well this movie is definitely pretty reactionary like the the whole angle of like being kind of war on drugs focused all of these criminals being drug criminals specifically yeah and there is like a there's like a tabloidy news show um it's called like uh hardcore yeah hardcore and it's obvious that the the anchor is just trying to drum up as sensational stories as possible and yep. stuff like that yeah, I mean it's it's very very over the top in pretty hilarious ways. Um, yeah, I I love particularly when Danny Glover goes to uh, meet King Willie, the head of the the Jamaican voodoo, the posse. Prince of White Powder. Yeah, and as the news calls him, this motherfucker is dressed like a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> he's he he looks like. Jack Sparrow before Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He's wearing the uh, goofiest fucking, like, costume store dreadlock wig I've ever seen. He's doing an absolutely atrocious Jamaican yeah, man. accent. Just one of the worst I've heard. Yeah, absolutely. like, honest to God, I think Chet Hanks does a better Jamaican accent. <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny because, like, there's... There's a... There's the the scene before that when he like sends his goons to go kill like the head of the Colombians or whatever and like they they string him up and cut his heart out and like that head goon is 
either actually Jamaican or doing a much more convincing Jamaican accent. His hair looks yeah. real, you know, like he's he's over the top, but in a way that feels at least more realistic for like a gangster. Yeah. You know, he's got the like, I love his outfit, too, with like the gold pants. Yeah, exactly. Like more uh, more gold pants villains. That but was then, fun. But then we meet King Willie <laughs> and he's got weird. like this shitty wig. He's doing this terrible Jamaican accent. He's got this he's got this long uh, like captain's coat that he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a breast. He's wearing a metal breastplate. Yeah, for reasons. For, for some reason. He's got a a sword cane that the the hilt is in the shape of a cobra. See, it's a white cobra. It's, it's like uh, made of like ivory with like studded gem eyes. He's he's like he's it just like, kind of uh, comes up into frame like during like a close up of his face at one point. Like yeah. he's just gesticulating, he's just like, like, and it just slowly like comes into frame. <laughs> I was like, what? He's, he's like he's like casting bones and like reading. oh just randomly. Yeah, like yeah, I thought yeah, like like they had to just cram like every stereotype it's in like there that the, they could the most, the most cartoonish character that they could yeah. possibly create and then <laughs> at the end of this scene the predator shows up and kills him why might be one of my favorite shots in cool the movie shot. is yeah. when the predator like comes down off the building and he's still stealthed and there's a big puddle on the ground and he starts walking through it and the water is like coming up and wrapping around his ankles like where he's mm-hmm. invisible and it still looks aw- it still looks awesome. Like yeah, you could tell that took a lot of work. Yeah, like uh, the way that like the light is like bending around it, and it's cool too because like the his cloaking technology is sort of um, like kind of ribboned, you know, like it's sort of like cut out of like multiple frames in the air, mm-hmm. and it it looks really good. Uh, I, it's probably the best it looks any time. Yes. In the movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, by far. I, um, there are a lot of, of other times where it does not look good. shitty effects. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're we fun, t- but we, we talked yeah. about how like the, the cloaking effects in the original predator, like don't look great, no. but they don't rely on it too heavily, you know? Well, and in the original, they're masked so much by the jungle, yeah. which is, uh, like the few direct shots we get of like the cloaked predator, like don't look fantastic. They haven't aged super well, but you know they'd use that to sort of like accent scenes. Like most yeah. of the time, we just don't see the predator. You know he's invisible. But in this movie, it's just like every scene the predator's in. We've just got like extended like shitty cloaking technology predator running around. Like there's there's a part later in the movie where Danny Glover's like chasing the predator. He's like in his car and he's driving down the streets and the predator is like leaping from rooftop to rooftop and Danny Glover's like leaning out the window and like following him because he can like see him while he's cloaked. Like that defeats the predator. He's fucking cloaked. He shouldn't be able to see him, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> especially at nighttime, from like thirty stories down on the street, and he's as he's leaping from rooftop to rooftop. That shit just looks terrible. No doubt, yeah. fun though. It's fun, yeah, it's fun. Like pretty much everything bad in this movie is bad in a fun way. Yes. That's what makes this movie enjoyable. It's a it's a good bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that scene and the chase scene in the the later section of the movie really feel like a comic book almost oh it's so comic booky yeah. like yeah it's like judge dread and yeah. shit like yeah i was getting and batman like yeah I, it's so many allusions to comic books in this film yeah this is the kind of comic booky i enjoy yeah, yeah. Same. big same it knows what it is at the very least and it's it's, it's dumb yeah but it, it you know like uh i do i do think this movie is trying for 
a more serious tone than it conveys. Possibly. Not, yeah, it's not, all, not all the time, like especially the beginning, like that stuff is very over the top, like the big shootout, which is like a fantastic opener. It's incredible. But uh, I, I definitely get the impression that a lot of this stuff is like, especially later in the movie, is like supposed to be cool, but yeah. it's not. It's yeah, funny. Uh, I think a, you know, a lot of it I, I also put on like Danny Glover's lack of charisma he he is a charismatic actor like he's a character actor for sure but like his character is that he grumbles and like there's just a lot of and like some of it's fully funny the bird stuff and like all the rest but like i mean that is that is he's really he's really quiet and like see here's here's the thing like that is danny glover as a character actor in a nutshell but what is great about Danny Glover when he's utilized correctly is that he's almost always playing opposite a nut job. That's why it works in Lethal Weapon. Exactly. You know, see his chemistry with Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson's the fucking wild card detective. You know, Riggs Riggs is the loose cannon. Murtaugh is the the more level headed veteran. I'm right? getting too old for this. I'm getting shit. too old for this mm-hmm. shit, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, I don't think Danny Glover's bad in this movie, but I also do think that um, that it, it again points to the film being badly directed more than anything else. Cause I don't think anybody in this movie gives a traditionally good performance. It really has the opportunity. I, I to, love, yeah. I love Bill Paxton in this movie, but not a line that comes out of his mouth is believable. Well, and like Gary Busey too, like this is pre accident Busey. Yeah. Pre like, off the rails, let's say, PC. I didn't. I almost didn't recognize him. He gives a pretty good performance in this, but again, like he's probably the best performance in this movie. Yeah, I think. Uh, again, the problem is like the direction and kind of the sculpting of the script in some ways, because like I think these character actors, you know, Paxton and Busey both are great, but they really need to bounce off a straight man. Mm-hmm. like Danny Glover more. Yeah. And and they're kind of isolated in the movie for a good chunk of it. You get some of that with Bill Paxson and Danny Glover. Yeah. I think I think when they're together that's successful. You've also got the uh the lady detective who does a lot of stuff with uh Bill Paxton with and uh, she's... cock and ball torture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> That uh, she she kind of plays it more straight to, you know, Bill Paxson's more over the top um, performance. So, yeah, I, I think there's there's got to be that uh, that back and forth. I think, you know? yeah, it's like character interaction. The uh, interactions in this film are like really isolated is a really good word. Um, you know, they, they almost like come out, come in vignettes, whereas like. The original is it's a squad movie. Yeah. And squad films are another another term for like party adventure films, you know, like you get the either whether it's whether it's like the the nine going off to save the ring or it's, you know, like uh, Arnie and uh, Arnie and uh, like Jesse Ventura and like the crew, like it's the same idea. Right. And there's there's togetherness in that. And there's there's a collectivity and there are many opportunities for these characters to bounce off of each other yeah like and, look at the colonial marines and aliens which oh, we watched recently right. like 
that's a perfect example of doing, you know, a sequel where you're doing more like this movie, yeah. but you're like connecting everyone and everyone gets to play off of each oh, other. Oh man, I'm so glad you brought that up. That's such a good point. It's funny too, because I, I think that the Colonial Marines also individually get less screen time than yeah, totally. than uh, the characters in this film, and yet so much more is told with them also. Like... And I think a lot of that comes well, yeah, from script. More, the one-liners in, in Aliens is not even comparable. Well, and that's the and that's like, the thing too is like you get you learn more about them because they're actually they're interacting with each other. You learn what you need to about them based on how they speak to each other and how they interact with one another. And in this movie, where the the characters are more I- isolated, there's less opportunity for like real character moments Mm -hmm. because so often in the movie they're acting against the predator you know which is a a guy in a big rubber suit so speaking of big rubber suits i need to make a correction from the last time we covered a predator film yeah just last time when when we covered predator Predator. last is a weird way to phrase that but uh when we last covered predator (laughs) i and and several other times and and the guyver movies I I have been calling them Sentai films because I was under the impression that Sentai is like guys in rubber suits fighting, right? I was wrong. Oh? I was incorrect. I'm uh, going on record. I'm saying it. I was uh, incorrect. Uh, Sentai films are specifically groups. So like Power Rangers is a Sentai film, not because of the suits, but well, it's because of the suits, but also because they're a squad. Like there's a group of them all fighting. Tokusatsu is when oh. uh, is wow. what this would be. This would be a this would be an American Tokusatsu movie. Wow! So I've that? I've done a learn uh, since since last time. Uh, my buddy Spence uh, helped help me. Uh, uh, so that's learn, learn why you're wearing your kimono today. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my uh, my hentai kimono with all the drooling girls on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird when you came in and bowed deeply to us. <laughs> yes, I'm a man of culture now. Uh, I've learned. No, no, no. But it, it's a, it's a, it's a. It goes back to you know like Ultra Q and Ultraman and you know all those movies. So like that's yeah, that's Tokusatsu. So um, but I just, I, it was one of my favorite observations, like from the original Predator movie, is that there is nothing about it that makes it not a Tokusatsu film. Right. Like it's it's a guy in a rubber suit like fighting. And uh, in this, it's the same again. You know, like it's I mean, it's a monster movie, you know, in yeah. essence as well. But he's got all the cool weapons. He's got all the the same stuff. And well, yeah. and uh, and worth noting, they did get uh, Kevin Peter Hall back. Uh, who played the Predator in the original, Hell and yeah. he plays the Predator in this one, and does even a great though it's job. technically a different Predator, but, you know, still uh, got the same body language and all of that. And, build. Uh, and the build. Because yeah. he's so tall. He's a, Holy he's shit. A, he's a big, muscular guy that they, uh, you know, enhanced with a bunch of rubber. But, uh, you know, and that's that's something that is absolutely still great in this movie. The Predator looks great. Uh, those practicals are great. Uh, we get a lot of him without his mask in this movie. Those effects all still look great. I love, I love the difference in his face. It looks like a different species of crab. (laughs) 
<laughs> like compared to the first one, you know, like the first one's got like kind of like the darker like cheetah pattern, and like this one has like more like little spiny hairs. I don't know. They on all them and look stuff. The same to me. Well, I mean, all you know, like crabs, you know, like uh, but it's like a snow crab to a blue crab. I don't know. Like his uh, as as Danny uh, as Danny Glover puts it, his, his pussy mouth is a little more like front pussy and center mouth, to, yeah. to quote the movie. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that that line because like we know that his that the predator's mouth looks like a vagina. Like, do we have to draw attention to it with a one liner? <laughs> like, is that I feel, it feels it feels like a little much. Well, the fact it does that well, it's it takes power by away from a, a predator quip. Yes, give that predator. is. Yeah, that is one of my favorite things about this movie is that they give the predator one liner. Yeah, because he's mimicking one liners he's heard elsewhere in the movie, like a child. Like, yeah. In the in the original, like he only does it as psychological warfare. Like yeah, in the yeah, original, yeah. he he does it to like to fuck with the 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 squad and like play out the voices of their like either living or dead comrades to throw yeah. them off the scent. It's it's a it's a he's doing a duck call to humans basically exactly and here yeah they, they use it for comedy like yeah, yeah. They, use it, they use it for one like what the fuck no wonder people didn't like this movie i think it rules i'm happy to separate the two and like enjoy both for different reasons but i'm not surprised that <laughs> like, that, that does uh i think um segue nicely into uh something that i noticed in this movie a lot is that they uh sort of either forget or ignore a lot of the rules that are established in the first Oh, and they add new ones. And kind of just do whatever. (laughs) The the mimicking, like, human speech is one of those where, like, I feel like in the first one, maybe I'm misremembering, but that's, like, the mask, like, recording the audio and then him playing it back through the mask. Yeah, because in the first one, he takes off the mask and he just makes weird noises at Arnie. Right, exactly. Yeah. He just, like, roars and shrieks at yeah. him. But in this one, he does a, a lot of the one-liners and, like, mimicry with the mask off. So, like, there's that. They can't decide how the Predator's vision works. That one is the big, that drives the me big crazy. offender. Yeah. That yeah. drives me crazy. Because in the first one, we see the Predator's vision both with and without the the mask they both they in fairness they do both look infrared they do both it looks look, like a different kind of infrared yeah which we did which we did kind of clown on when we were talking about the original isn't it like he takes <laughs> off the mask and he still just has shitty infrared vision but like it has like a different look and in this movie they just say fuck that and like he sees the same way like with and without the mask on yeah but at one point they have him like cycling through like different light spectrums to yeah. like be like you know spot gary Busey and the feds who are like doing some clever ploy to hide their body heat and he's, he does that with his mask on so can he do that with the mask off or is that like just a feature of the mask does like, he ever what? have to do with the mask off i think at that point they've already at that defeated, point yeah. at that point they don't need to but like Here, like here's they, what's they, weird make, about they make a point like gary Busey's like we're 100 percent sure that this creature's vision is only based on heat they can't like if you hide your body heat they can't see you and then so like they set up that trap you know where they they have like the the suits that hide their body heat and they, they spray radioactive the, dust 
Wasps. They spray the room with like radioactive dust so it'll like stick smart. to the predator or whatever. Anyway, they have this whole elaborate thing and like the predator can't see them, but like it it can like sense them. So it like it's like pressing its little like buttons on its gauntlet. His Buzz Lightyear arm. His, yeah. his Buzz Lightyear arm. And like we see like his vision, like it switches between like a bunch of different spectrums. So then it's like, okay, they misunderstand, like, its its vision isn't based on heat, that's just how it uses the mask to hunt, it is capable of more. But then it takes off its mask, and it's just the shitty infrared <laughs> again. Um, I'll, I'll cycle back to another reason why I think the infrared doesn't make sense in the context of this movie, but... Well, and I, I, I was actually about to add another one. Um, uh, or to me, it's just like from a from like a world-building perspective, it's really silly. I mean, you just have to throw that shit out the window. There's a bit where he like channels lightning. Totally. But um, the, the thing that's weird about it to me is he is a intergalactic traveler yeah he is capable of intergalactic travel we already have the capability to see in different like fields of vision right it's not that hard right like scientifically to do that there is no reason why his complex alien technology mask couldn't see in any other field of vision other than infrared also like like, that is the dumbest shit the 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 infrared vision doesn't make sense to me just like in the context of this whole movie I gotta say, like, I feel like they used the infrared vision sequences more than the first one. Totally. Absolutely. Do you, do you th- guys think that well, works? There's just more Predator in this one than the previous one, too. Like, he gets a lot more, like, full-on But, I mean, sequences. I think they used that heat vision stuff way more than they did in the first one. Oh, definitely. One. They yeah. do. They Throughout. Do. Every scene he's in. It feels a little overused to me. I think it also just doesn't make uh, a lot of sense from a world building perspective. Again, like you said, Cleve, like you have to throw this kind of thinking out the window, but I'm thinking it, so I'm going to say it. Uh, like, That's fun to think about. In the first one, when you know they're in the jungle, using infrared vision to hunt makes a lot of sense. The, fo- the foliage is dense. You can blend into it. You can hide. You can be still. Stuff like that. And you know, living things are going to give off more heat than their surroundings so you can spot them. Yeah, it, it cuts through the visual noise. Yes, exactly. It cuts through the visual noise. So in the jungle, it makes perfect sense. In this movie, in the setting of dystopian L.A., where they make a point of mentioning at the, at the beginning yeah, of the weird, film that right? it's 109 degrees <laughs> in a massive urban sprawl that is nothing but concrete and metal vents literally people, literally cars. every literally every surface outside would give off more heat than a human body would yep it would be absolutely impossible for the predator to see anything he'd be totally blind just <laughs> and but it's like you know they establish it in the first one and like it it is it's a cool effect, you know, to see like the the little people running around shooting, you know. It it's cool, but it doesn't make any sense. No, not at all. Yeah. From a world building perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why it would have made more sense in this movie to like do something with that. Like the predator tries to turn on its heat vision and it's blinded by how hot everything is, so it has to s- switch to a different type of vision or something, you know. 
it has that capability. It's the predator. Yeah, and it should have that capability. That's the whole. That's the whole also, reason like, we're here. As a species, how do you achieve intergalactic flight if you can literally only see an infrared? Exactly. How do you do anything? You hit a you hit a meteor immediately. How yeah, an asteroid? <laughs> how do you see it? How do you see anything? Yeah, like just walking around. Like how is the predator leaping from <laughs> rooftop to rooftop? It can if it can only see body heat. How does it know where the ground is? Yeah, well, because like, like the, the impression I was always under is it was like body heat. Pl- it was like infrared plus. You know, it's it's not yeah, just infrared; yeah. it's alien infrared. Alien infrared yeah, and sure. and so, like, yeah, it's his his vision is giving us him all sorts of things. It just looks weird to us because we're not aliens. Yeah. You know, like it's alien technology. That's the point. Um, you know, and Arnold happens to pull a quick one on him because he's using the infrared primarily. Yeah. You know, I did like that that he adapts. Like, I thought that was good, but it was it was it was handled really awkwardly. And that's the problem. Like, oh, and then also, yeah, like he does, he channels lightning. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) He sure does that, doesn't he? He's on top of a skyscraper and holds his spear up to the sky and lightning strikes it and it like courses through his body. So fucking dumb. Another like weird, dumb thing where they're just like, what are the rules? Is, uh, I especially noticed this in the subway scene uh, where like Bill Paxton is facing down the Predator and... He's just, like, shooting him, and bullets are, like, bouncing off of the Predator. Since when is he bulletproof? Well, later, he gets shot by Danny Glover. Danny Glover shoots him a bunch, and he's not bulletproof. Yeah. So which is it? I guess it only hits some of his armor. Fuck, no, he's he's not, he's barely wearing any armor. He's got, like, a gauntlet and a shoulder pad and a yeah. mask. Like, that's all. I, I phrased that wrong. I guess some of it just hits some of his armor. Like, that's how I should have phrased it. Because, like, the... the, the <laughs> that's what I meant. Like, the Predator in the first one is not immune to gunfire. It's just they don't know where it is. If it bleeds, so we they can kill it. So they can't shoot, you know? Like, they do... It's not a single line as good as that in this movie. <laughs> That is that's one of the things that happens in the in the 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 original movie is they when they are just like shooting off into the into like the woods into the jungle hoping to hit it like one of them does wing it you know they find some of its blood some of the glowing green blood they're like what the and that's yeah if it bleeds we can kill it right yeah. so the predator's not bulletproof. <laughs> a good scene. It's just, it's fast. It can be up in the trees. It's invisible. You know, they can't see it to shoot it. But in this, it's like walking down the subway, the subway car right at Bill Paxton. You know, it's cloaked, but he can fully see it. And he's shooting it. And we see the bullets bouncing off of it like it's bulletproof. But then later, when Danny Glover has to shoot it a bunch with the shotgun, it's no longer bulletproof. I guess only a certain caliber of bullet. That's another thing. Let's talk about the guns in this movie. <laughs> well, Let's okay. talk about we're, the guns in this we're movie. We're in the future past, so of course they need to add attachments to every gun. Yeah. That includes laser sights, scopes on pistols, flashlights. There's like a, just, a, just a hop away from steampunk in this film. It's fucking see, wild. Here's, see, here's the thing. You're listing what the things are attached to the gun actually are but none of them are used for those purposes in the movie <laughs> ever they are they I, holy shit i'm very confident in yeah. saying that they put all of the shit on the guns to make them look sci-fi yeah, yeah. the 100 the, percent 
first example, perfect example, in the opening shootout sequence, uh, the detective, I can't remember her name, uh, she comes out and... All, all of them! Danny all Glover them. does, too! I know, I'm just saying the first like, the sequence, like, she comes out and she she puts her pistol over the side. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with that there? And this is, it's like a pistol, but it has a laser sight that's like as big as the pistol strapped every, onto it. Every single Never pistol. Never used. Every single... Broad daylight. Every single... Like, pistol in this movie has some comically large attachment on it that never use that never laser, laser sights scopes flashlights whatever but they are never used for those purposes it's just yep. this is the future so we've got these big honking sci-fi guns yeah like every just red shit every single cop in this movie runs around with like the largest pistol you can possibly imagine it's so funny too because danny glover in the opening sequence has like a big scope on his pistol and then he goes back to his car and is like this isn't big enough and gets a normal ass shotgun instead he opens he opens up the trunk and he's got like a duffel bag and he opens it up and it's just like seven other pistols comically large pistols with various attachments on them and he selects another one of those and a sawed off shotgun that also has a big scope on it yeah which big gun do i want to use i I didn't even at at first i didn't even realize that that was a sawed off shotgun because he's walking around holding it one-handed like he would a pistol Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's so funny man I, i like that the the lead gangster um from that who carries on from that sequence has a really fun like like the grenade scor- launcher the scorpion the scorpion yeah the scorpion like he has a he has like a a, a grenade launcher that's kind of fun too that uh scene where Danny Glover like takes the car and uh knocks the door off and he's just driving it at them like leaning out the side of the car as they're <laughs> shooting him is <laughs> so fucking funny that awesome. felt very lethal weapon oh me. yeah oh yeah man I'm, that whole opening shootout is is uh a near perfect action scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I, it's it's like they they put all of their thought and effort into that scene and then kind of forgot the rest of the yeah. movie because it's like a tone setter, it's perfect. It sets the scene of LA perfectly all ambiently like we know exactly what kind of a future this is and it's just a ridiculous number of explosions and like people getting shot and cars crashing into each other and shit i love movies (laughs) i love i love the cinema yeah man i I love love movies god damn uh, yeah, Just moments like that really remind me, you know, like it, it does, you know, as, as d- dumb as it is and as silly as like those sorts of sequences are like, it really just does make me feel like a kid watching the first yeah. Predator, you know, like again. And I, I, do, I really do appreciate this movie and, for that you know, at the least. It does. It does feel like old codgery to say it, but it's like they mostly don't make movies like this anymore. They don't they don't do this kind of shit anymore. I don't understand yeah. why. Yeah, dude. I feel like maximalism is coming back, though. I hope I, so. You know, I I hope we get more dumb guy action movies like this. You know, we have a new Predator coming out later this year. Hopefully, so. they, it's finally another it's a Hulu original. Oh, oh! I didn't know it was Hulu. <laughs> well, wait, pray. Yeah. Womp womp. It's going to be bad. No, no. Uh, the womp, premise is so good. Womp, womp. <laughs> the premise is so good. It's a Hulu original. Yeah, it's a... Praise a Hulu original? They're putting it out. 
on Hulu. Are I you did serious? Not know that. Are you fucking serious? I didn't know that. That's bad. Hey, but news, Dan actually. Trachtenberg is directing, so yeah, and, and again, the idea record. like it's Comanche Nation, like that's so fucking smart. That's such a good idea. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. still I'm still rooting for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Hulu's also putting out like a that Hellraiser like yeah. movie, mm-hmm. and I, I which makes me nervous. And the end and the and like a fucking awesome casting for Pinhead. So like I'm really hoping nervous. Uh, damn it! Oh my god, I have two like movies I really want to yeah. I really want to be good, and I'm writing on Hulu. Fuck, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> um, oh man. Damn. Well, that uh, that final uh, chase scene with Danny Glover. Oh yeah, uh, it's like the last thirty minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, going through and chasing the predator is so much fun. It's such a blast. I I really love the sequence where he kind of tackles him off of the building. Yeah. What he goes back for the spear before that. They make a point yeah. of, like, the Predator throws the spear at him and then, like, jumps off the build, or is, like, about to jump off the building. Danny Glover looks over his shoulder, sees the spear sticking out of an HVAC unit, and, like, runs over to it. And then he tackles the Predator off the roof, and the spear is gone. We never see it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of that? But you're right, that scene is fucking dope, because then, like... Danny Glover is like laying on a ledge and the predator is like hanging like onto him off the side and he tries to like set off his uh, self-destruct thing on his gauntlet. Shit happens. Shit happens. He does one of his one-liners that he got from (laughs) one of the voodoo gangsters earlier in the movie. But Danny Glover reaches over and grabs its like uh, sharp discus thing that is like sticking out of the wall. And cuts its arm off yeah. just above the gauntlet, so it it uh, it disables the countdown, and the predator falls um, that, comically. Mm-hmm. It, it is comical, but also it's fucking great. Like it's using its its wrist blade to like try to slow its momentum, and it's trying to like catch on with its toes, but it can't. <laughs> and then it, it finally catches that um, like pipe. And rips it off the wall and, like, goes into the building across the alley and crashes into somebody's bathroom. A random person's bathroom. And then spends, like, a good five minutes um, uh, cooking up some healing goo. <laughs> some in, in the sink. Some, some, uh, some bathroom-grade healing goo. It, like, even takes, like, a spoon. <laughs> yeah, it has like, it, it has like this little uh this little like fold out like campfire stove. Campfire dish and it <laughs> it just it like pulls some drywall <laughs> off the wall, yeah. like crumbles it up into the dish and then pours like some blue liquid on it and heats it up, like cooks it like like some fucking meth and then it's like it's got this goo and it just like spoons the goo into all of its wounds and it's yeah. fine. <laughs> It's so funny. So dumb. <laughs> my my one of my favorite shots of the movie is uh, the old lady who's living at this apartment comes out, and you can hear Jeopardy on from the other room, and she's trying to wake her uh, elderly husband up to get him to check on something's what, in the bathroom. What happens? And. Uh, out of nowhere the predator 
bursts out of the door like the Kool-Aid man and then just runs through the apartment and bursts through the other door. Yeah, it runs down the hall and breaks through the door at the end of that hall. And I love it, too, because, like, the whole, like, wall around the door just comes away in one clean piece. It is, like, such a a Kool-Aid man moment. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. Well, yeah, and then Danny Glover comes in through the bathroom, and the old lady, like, ah! She screams, and she's, like, about to hit him with the broom, and he's like, he's like, don't worry, I'm a cop. And she, like, looks down the hall after the predator, she's like, I don't think he gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great line. It's true. The the predator doesn't give a shit. I love the, the set and map painting for the giant alien ship. Yeah, yeah. The and the interior set is, is so really cool. fun. That's, I mean, that's it's the really highlight, great. you know, right there of yeah. the film. How did they get the How did they get the ship down there into the sewers? Who knows? Well, it looks like there's like a, sh- a sh- it's like a shaft. It's like a mine shaft or something. I don't. Or, well, yeah, but when they fly away out of it later, it's like it looks like something like burst out. But the you ship see, is like too wide for the tunnel. Yeah. Well, so when he comes out, like it's like a crater where it's come out of the out of the tunnel. Yeah. So how like, did they get it well, in maybe down like there in the it, first place? It flew in through the hole. And like they didn't have time to back around or something, and they just kind of went through the wall. Yeah, I, I just, got... they just maneuvered it in really slowly. Like two of the predators got out and stood on either side. And they're like, "Yeah, you got about three inches on this side." <laughs> no, my left. Right. No, your left. All right, no, come, come, come back. Oh, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. <laughs> too close, stop, too close. Stop. Turn, turn to the right a little bit. You're gonna hit the side. Okay, now come on, now now bring it, now bring it down, down this way, son. See, this is set in. All right, LA. boys, we did it. Good job. All right, now let's go get some skulls and spines. <laughs> this is set in L.A., so the obvious answer is they flew it into a fault line. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the sequence where they're in the ship and they see all these different skulls of different, you know, apex predators that they've hunted on different planets uh and there's like a xenomorph which is you know because these are both 20th century fox properties and this was well before alien versus predator i was about to say this is before the generation of like well, media franchise crossovers well what i will say is we, we do need to remember too that like alien versus predator like came well before the movie alien versus avp like the, well, the, the alien predator comics were like much earlier but than that. 1990 was like a time before like there was mass franchise Universe crossover, crossover events. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so this was more of an Easter egg than it was like yeah. a, hey, we might be doing Alien versus what Predator if? someday. Mm, yeah, because that didn't come for like a decade. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Over a decade, yeah. yeah. And editor's note. The first Alien vs. Predator comic book was released in 1989, one year before this film. Should have never come at all. Those movies uh, suck. They suck. I well, I would say that about Requiem. God, that's such a bad name. Uh, I would say about Requiem, but the, the, the first one sucks too. It sucks, but I I don't I don't mind that it exists. Mm. I went back and rewatched it recently. It's a terrible movie. It's, it's, it's a really terrible bad. film. It's bad. It's very it's bad. bad. But you know. 
bad movies have a right to exist. Yeah, this is a bad movie. I, it's fun, but Alien vs. Predator is not like a fun bad movie. Yeah, there's there's some... I like some of the designs in... We're never going to cover it, so I'm, I might as well bring it up now. I like some of the designs of the Predator. The monkey's paw curls. Stuff, yeah, right? <laughs> curls a finger. Um, I, I like some of the, the designs, and they did do some stuff practically with like the Alien and Predator fights. Yeah. Um, like... There are a couple of sequences that that do look fun and are good in a otherwise pretty C D grade movie, but um, yeah, I mean it, it's still not comparable even to this film, uh, you know, which is not even Ew. any closely anywhere close to comparable together. But I think like Re- Requiem, I, I think is an affront. Like that's that's <laughs> I think like where I would draw the line, you know, in movies. It's like like uh, AVP one is like. Well, it's, it sucks, tried. but like you tried <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like but Requiem, Requiem is just like, oh fuck you, don't do that. But like, Requiem's the one where you get the alien predator hybrid. <sighs> Too sure bad it it's uh, pitch black, yeah. so you can't see anything going on in yeah. the movie. Man, yeah, and it has that like that really like schlocky like weird impreg sequence too. Like it's got some really fucking weird shit. Yeah, Requiem is in the front. I mean, I don't know how you can. I don't know how you can be pearl clutchy about like impreg stuff. In I'm not pearl clutchy about it. In, I just think it's like a, it's a weird thing to alien, throw in your movie. In an alien film, like every alien film, like the the monster is like weird impreg. Yeah, shit. I know. Like that's their whole deal. But like it, it's that's just what's horrifying about it. Right, but like they don't. They never treat it like an exploitation movie. Do you know what I mean? It's the framing. Like, yeah. I think I'm not I'm not like, OK, so I, I when I say an affront, I don't mean like an actual affront to me. Right. Like now I'm backpedaling like like not like an I'm, affront like to crazy. you, but an affront to God. Yeah, sure. it's <laughs> definitely an affront to God. I think we can all agree. With that. I think we can all agree that's an affront to God. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, not because of the impreg stuff, but just because it's a bad movie. movie. Yeah. But it is really poorly handled. Sure. It's, and yeah. like an awkward, which is not a thing that you want to be awkward in your movie. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, bring on the impreg sequences. There we go there. But but not in that movie. I don't I don't like we've, how it's treated. Uh, we've really get, got Cleveland backpedaling. Get, yeah. <laughs> getting us back on track. It's here. time, please. Uh, <laughs> the uh, in that final sequence after Danny Glover kills the predator, we get this awesome sequence of all these different predators <laughs> coming in. And why were they all there? What, were they just hanging out on the ship the whole time while this one predator was out wreaking havoc? I, I like, like to think that like uh, the dry ice fog on the alien ship is just like coming out of like the one like bro room that all these aliens are ha- these yeah, predators been, are hanging out of just smoking drinking, tons of weed on a hot couch drinking like, beer and they got a hold of the Jamaican voodoo posse yeah they weed. stole the rest of King Willie's stash <laughs> they stole the rest of yeah that's right after the predator killed King Willie and took his skull and spine he also took a bunch of his weed back to his boys on the ship because they're like we're bored man you're out doing all this cool stuff and we're just here hanging out on the ship yeah which you gotta like, get your trophy before you can smoke with yeah. us dude and like it it does it makes it f- like the cool predator ritual of him like going solo to the planet feel more like like a frat yeah. ritual like a like a hazing ritual instead it's weird <laughs> it's weird like why it's are a, they all there it's, it's cool it's my decision. favorite shot in the movie and i love like the world building and how like they did sp- 
clearly spend a lot of time making each one of them look unique. The variety in mm. their masks. Yeah, one of them isn't color, wearing a mask because he's yeah. too cool for that. That's he's neat. like he's like the he's got like the 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 chieftain kind of vibes, you know. Yeah. Um, similar to uh, to King Willie, he's you know wearing lots of jewelry with skulls and stuff on <laughs> it's it. It's rad. Um, yeah. I uh, yeah. It's it doesn't it doesn't make sense why they're all there from a narrative perspective but it is cool yeah. um and then the arguably the dumbest thing in uh a movie full of extremely dumb things is uh when the the like chief the chieftain predator gives danny glover like a flintlock pistol from like 1715 <laughs> i i could swear it, it said john adams on the script <laughs> no, it was like Raphael alfredo okay. yeah it's something like that and it has the it has the date 1715 inventor of alfredo pasta <laughs> yeah like gun down in his prime <laughs> like who like who carves a year onto their gun like right. why is it's like a I, flintlock we I, know I get, I get we get it, it. right like I get having it like engraved with your name or whatever. It's like your per- but like why the year? It's a flintlock. But it's like yeah, the predator. Put a year the predator it. gives it to Danny Glover and says, "Take it." Yeah. And then they and then they walk away mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, so you killed one of us. We're the, we're the the most badass warrior race in the galaxy. You killed one of us. Here's your prize: a old gun. <laughs> now we have to leave and smoke that predator pack right now. It's like it's my buzz such, is wearing off. We gotta go. It's such it's such a dumb stupid thing that serves like no purpose to the plot other than to say they've been coming to earth for a long time yeah and it's like there's so many more like organic ways to do that like have 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 the pistols fun just don't put a date on it the pistol's fine, but also, like, have it among the trophies, among the skulls. Like, have a whole trophy room with, like, weapons that they've collected from, like, all of the yeah. different ages. Ooh, yeah. Like, have... Like, like a broadsword, you know, next yeah, to, like, like, a Shaka Zulu thing, next to, like, a katana. Yeah, like, like an old, like yeah. a Like a, like a Gladius or something, like... It's pronounced Gladius. Whatever. I think uh, it is Gladius, actually. I would just be a shit. <laughs> uh, you know, and then it's like, just be like, oh man, they've been coming to Earth for a long time, but to have this predator be like, here you go, Danny Glover, here's a useless 300-year-old gun. <laughs> <laughs> and again, dated. Like, why? Yeah, okay, here's with, a, with a date written on here's it. Like, there, there, are two, there are two answers to this, they're both dumb. First off, whoever was keeping this gun, okay, like, here's the thing, it's, it's dated be, like by being like engraved on like a metal plate on the yeah. gun, which... Either the guy was like the kind of person who like that's about as cool as like labeling your underwear, right. you know, <laughs> like, and labeling your underwear with a date. Yeah, like uh, well, again, it's like, like it's like 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 okay. Here's the thing: like a gun like that, like it was ornamental and shit. Like you keep with you for the rest of your life. Do you change the date every year? Right. Like why are is why that, are you dating your gun? Date, is that the date when it when he got it when he yeah. got it in like when it was given to him or whatever? Like or did the predators write that? 
that on in cursive because or no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> or, they don't. They don't know our cal. They don't know how our calendar works. Right. Or they don't, or know, did, they don't know what year it is. <laughs> or or did they just get it from a museum and they didn't actually <laughs> kill them? They just stole it. They haven't actually been coming to the planet for hundreds of years. They just stole it. These are like the, the, these are, we've already said. These are like the weed smoking slacker predators. That's what they and they just took it from a museum and took it back to the planet. Yo, this this uh, Smirnoff Alfredo guy, we fucking diced him. While, while the one predator has been, out, has been out and around fucking with Danny Glover, the others are like going on like museum tours. Like a big, <laughs> like they're all they're all at the museum in like big trench coats and sunglasses. And it's like they're all just like pointing at the gun behind glasses. Like, oh yeah, that would yeah. be neat. Yeah. <laughs> After Danny Glover kills the main one, they're like, whoa, 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 we'll get whoa. it back. Okay, yeah. it's like all right, <laughs> just a misunderstanding. Museum police over here. <laughs> here, you can have it back. We just thought it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> this movie rules. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I uh the oh. the last <sighs> thing that I want to bring up is another uh like completely dropped plot point. Uh <laughs> Is it the pregnancy? Yes. Yes. It is exactly That's what I was gonna bring up. Uh the the lady detective Who's hanging out with Bill Paxton. Speaking of impreg. Yeah. She's, uh, you know, she's on the train with Bill Paxton. Like, after the train stops, she, like, runs back with her gun out. And Mm. she sees, like, the Predator has, like, strung up Bill Paxton. And he, like, advances on her and, like, grabs her by the throat. And then sees that there's, like, a a fetus, you know, in in her womb. And so lets her go. Because the Predators are honorable. Uh, (laughs) Ish ish uh but uh you know then danny glover shows up and they're like putting her into an ambulance and they're like the the emt is like he's just got a stethoscope and he's just like puts it to her chest and then puts it to her stomach he's like this woman's pregnant we gotta get her out of here and then it like cuts to danny glover's face and he's got like a surprise look on his face like (laughs) <laughs> and then they put her in the ambulance and Danny Glover runs off and we never see her again nope. and her pregnancy is never mentioned. It again. never comes up, it's never utilized in any nope. capacity. Like I guess it gives Danny Glover the opportunity to like kind of have the realization that they're like honorable warriors, but in the worst But in, he doesn't in, like, use way, yeah. but he doesn't use that. He no. doesn't utilize that in any way. And, and like you know like that in, character in too one, like, Arnold, like she's Ar- yeah. She's the character's carted off to the hospital and we never see, never her, see again. her again we yeah. don't see her like she's never even mentioned again and she just has shock because, because like, she, can, there, she can come yeah. back at any time like there's no reason the plot well, like can't that, allow her to the come thing, back that's the thing is because right after that he steals that car and is like chasing the predator and that to the end of the movie is like predator chase and fight scene which is fine but it's like why establish that she's pregnant if that has no payoff whatsoever. Like, like you said, well, like maybe it's so that it's, he understands that, like the that they're that they're honorable to some extent. But he doesn't utilize that at all. He doesn't have a moment like in uh, in the first Predator where like. Arnold and the Predator are squaring off and the Predator like takes off its mask and like drops its weapons and it's like okay we're gonna have like a a, a man to man you know like we're gonna fucking fight like we're gonna square off Danny Glover and the Predator fight but it's 
like it it does it's it's never presented as like an honorable duel or anything it's like yeah. he's always fighting for his life yeah you know? it's, it, well it's, it's messy <laughs> uh yeah. and yeah, yeah. yeah there, there's never like any good moments to like really pause and take things in in this film yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why they did it though like they did it because it's about the mechanism of the predator it's about like just another opportunity because like so much of this movie is from the Predator's eyes. Yeah. It wants is it us for to us like to know that the Predator is honorable. Yeah, exactly. No, it is. And but like, we know it's, that. We've it, seen the first one. It's because the Predator is given like way more value than her character. And that cycles back to our first conversation in, in uh, about this, about like how this movie doesn't really understand how to do characterization. Yeah. And yeah. it just sees her like as a tool. You know, to which is interesting too, because like she's she's set up in a fun way, like the ball grab bit and like all of that. Mm-hmm. Her her one liners are, are are all right. Like then, yeah, like she's she just goes into shock and is carted away, and we never see from her again. And it's and like we yeah, do it, we, it's do ugh. we need that after we already have the scene in the cemetery once again where the predator's there for some reason and like runs into the child, the little kid with like the toy gun, and mm-hmm. it doesn't kill him. Like, doesn't well, that already tell us what we need? Why? we also need to have like her being pregnant so that's why it doesn't kill her i think there's a whole movie in like this one aspect right like she's pregnant the predator hesitates she gets the upper hand on him like like that's cool because like oh like the predator like is just like from a like technologically advanced but kind of like culturally backward society so like it, it, it just it does a cool way of like showing like the the power of the human condition right like she's pregnant but can still take on the predator you know it's like the end of aliens sure. it's like oh you know like the predator can't kill her because of like it's dumb like because of its it's uh code. It's bushido code yeah and and so <laughs> um, uh space bushido mm-hmm the space Bushido code. Whereas her needing to protect the the life of her unborn child makes her fiercer. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think that lore stuff is very redundant in this movie, but I'd take that over discovering that the predators are hunting down autistic savants because they're the... The The future of human evolution. Um, Like it is in The Predator. The Predator. I still can't. I, I still cannot believe that's an actual like thing in that movie. Yeah, that's wild. I I, I need to watch it, but you I, don't. I, I really it sucks, don't want to watch man. it. It's such a bad movie. Yeah. What a podcast episode to it's, miss. It's bafflingly bad, though. Yeah, and it's just like just to th- like hear about the stuff that got cut, like to see that production video or the production photo of like the multiple predators riding on like a tank. <laughs> And to hear that they had a whole plot line where, like, the CIA had been keeping, like, a trained predator, like, death squad, like, secret for all these years, and they deploy it to hunt and kill the super predator, like, and that was just cut from the movie entirely. Why? That's such a good idea. It's so much fun. That's so brilliant. That's so fucking brilliant. Predators riding a tank? Yeah. Are you kidding me? How do you cut that from your film what 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 idiocy right like what what on god's green earth would prevent that because they shot it yeah why would you leave that money on the table yeah why would you do that i'll never ever understand because like yeah like that's such a good idea and that movie fucking bombed rightfully so they get what they deserve well shall we rate yeah all right well you picked clean um uh strong four it's a great dumb movie so well put it is you know the original predator is an easy five for me it is a it's a dumb guy movie written by smart guys 
um, and made and acted and just just generally like created by smart people. This is a dumb guy movie made by dumb by dumb people, and it rules and it's great. It's still awesome. Had a wonderful time, but not even fucking close. Like when yeah. it, like the one liner, like an easy star away uh, from from perfect. Uh, but uh, even still, I was entertained the whole time. I, I was enjoying it. Uh, Danny Glover complaining about birds was very funny. It had uh, Adam Baldwin had a had a uh, a couple lines in it from F- the guy from Firefly, which was interesting. Uh, is he a Baldwin? I think so. I think he is a Baldwin brother. Yeah. Editor's note: Adam Baldwin is not one of the Baldwin brothers. He is an unrelated Baldwin. The boys are once again talking out of their asses. Really? Uh, yeah, the, the guy is the. How um, many? How many of them are there? I don't know that he's a Baldwin brother, but I'm pretty sure he's a Baldwin brother. There's a I few. Only, yeah. There's so many of them, but I only can recognize two of. Yeah, them. Adam Baldwin, Alec and Steven. Is yeah. he? He was the uh, the guy helping Gary Busey, who comes out at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I guess he does kind of have that Baldwin look a little bit. He does. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to see if he's one of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is. Again, no, he is not. He probably is. We'll just assume he is. I'll yeah, it up. but yeah, he's he's in Firefly, and uh, that's about it that I know of. But he's been in a couple of other things, but uh, nothing too big. Yeah, but I, I I like him a lot. I uh, not he doesn't really do much in this movie, but in Firefly, he's he's he's, he's a, delightful. He's a non-character yeah. in this movie. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of non-characters in this movie. Correct. Uh, Played this, by great character this actors. Movie. Yeah, it feels like they. Uh, Wasted some potential. There's never like a good like someone like screaming, walking down the hall, being like, "Come at me, you motherfucker!" You know, you get like stuff like that. At the beginning, there's a there's a few good scenes of uh, Danny Glover screaming at the police chief. Yeah, yeah. but like like against the predator, you know, like the face offs and stuff. Like that's like most a lot of that's in a meat locker. There's nothing as epic as as Arnold and the predator squaring off. Yeah, but I mean, how how can you? Yeah, yeah. you know, this was a movie that's grown on me over the years. I used to really not like it. It kind of falls in a similar camp in some respects to, like, Die Hard too. In that, like, it's a pretty fun, good movie on its own, but it lies in the shadow of, you know, an incredible original John McTiernan movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this movie is good, and it's fun, and... You know, even though it's dumb and not as cohesive as the original, it's still it's still a fun movie. I'm going to give it a three and a half out of five. I'm going to ditto cleave and give it a, a four out of five. It's uh, it's definitely like a bad movie, but it's totally entertaining from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It's full of plot holes. The the lore and the rules are all over the place. Um, and you know, it's, it's pretty shittily directed, but I mean, man, it's got some really fantastic set pieces and a lot of just like really fun, goofy bullshit. Um, so I would overall definitely still recommend it. Like the, the poor directing is usually funny. It's like weird cuts. Yeah. I mean, really the, 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 the biggest, the biggest like fault to come out of the poor directing is that like you've got a a handful of great character actors none of whom give a particularly good Mm -hmm. performance bill paxton is chewing the scenery in great ways and like he's fantastic as always Busey is fun and Busey's fun too but you know especially when you look at these same actors in 
other movies like Busey and Lethal Weapon or Bill Paxton in Aliens or Near Dark. Mm-hmm. And like they're over the top and they're fun, but also like their performances are really good. Um, but anywho, uh, between the three of us, that'll give Predator 2 a 3.8 out of 5. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's a good time. Next week is my pick, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because um, we were going to do The Northman next week because it's coming out, but Cleve's out of town for PAX, so we're pushing that back a week. So it's going to be my pick, and I have chosen Jaws 2 for Ben and I to talk oh, about. Oh, damn, I've seen Jaws 2. Oh. And you know what? It feels appropriate because uh, Ben and I, uh, when we covered the original Jaws, it was just the two of us. Just the way two back of in, yep. Way back in the summer of 2018, almost four years ago. Wow. Uh, so I know y'all covered Jaws. We did. Yeah. It was, it, was, uh, it was before you joined the podcast official, wow. officially. I'm it was gonna when be, you were still living down in um, Seven Lakes. Yeah. I'm going to be interested in talking about it because I've... I think I, I've, I've mentioned it, but I've only seen, like, bits and pieces of Jaws 2 on, like, cable as a kid. It's been a very long time since I've seen it, so, so. I'm curious to revisit it. Um, it's it's the least memorable of the Jaws sequels for me, so I'm curious to see how it holds up. Yeah, but anyway. It's, it's no Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> uh, well, who's our sponsor this week, Clave? This week is brought to you by Flingle. You ever tried to frongle your hibbits? Well, try Flingle. Get your scringle back on Trangle with Flingle. The last time I tried to frongle my flibbits, I uh, slipped a disc. (laughs) 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 So I'll try. I'll be sure to try Flingle. You really should frongle your flibbits more carefully in future. Well, now that I have the the flongling power of Flingle, then it shouldn't be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I get for for trying to do a a complicated maneuver without the proper equipment. Oh, yeah. Don't slip a disc. Mm, Too late. Flingle with frongle. I'll never never walk straight again. (laughs) (laughs) Walk crooked with flingle. With flingle. That'll that'll do it for us this week. If you like the show, leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. Shout out to our honorary podboy, Sam Simon. Uh, if you want to be like Sam, you can give us money over there. Please do. Um, yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash podpeoplepod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those reviews. You can follow me on Twitter at some spooky snake. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. I'm occasionally tweeting for LightArc Studios. We put out progress on it. Stairs back, but... Also, you can find my work on Dread XP as we are doing super cool games. We're making some really cool games over there. We've got uh, My Friendly Neighborhood. We've got Dread Delusion. We've got Mortuary's Assistant. We've got Sucker for Love. We've got Spookware. Um, uh, recently, we announced Spookware Multiplayer, which I've uh, been testing out myself lately, and it's super fun. Highly recommended. Go check out all that stuff. Um, uh, wishlist our stuff. We have merch. Um, we are, I think as of release, like we are at PAX. Uh, so if you're in the Boston area, I'm at the Dread XP booth, come on by, uh, and say hello. I would, I I would, that would be really cool actually. If, uh, 
our our maybe our point five listener who who might happen to statistically say, live not, in Boston. Not gonna happen. Uh, Sam lives in Connecticut, so maybe oh. <laughs> maybe he'll drive down hey, Sam. to visit you. But uh, don't, don't, the- don't spend that kind of money on me. Don't don't do that. <laughs> you already support the show. You don't. <laughs> I'd love to I see guess it. He'd drive up and visit you. Boston is north of Connecticut. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, uh, that that that's it. Bye. Eat, eat your vegetables. I'ma savor, yes, I damn it, glove I'ma call my poppin' for her, for the mother I pay them a mile and then they kiss each other